Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. This is Steven Jensen and Alex Pulaski here at Fightful doing an NXT review for Super Tuesday. NXT Super uh, Super Tuesday 2, technically speaking. Um, we are going to be talking about that. We already got a lot of Super Chats to get to. Um, if you want to hear have your statement read, question answered, any of that kind of stuff, if you have any thoughts or comments on any of the matches that happen as we go through this show, make sure to send a Super Chat. That's the best way to make sure we address your question, your statement, all that good stuff. And also, if you want to continue to support Fightful, make sure to check out Fightful Select, where you can hear me doing the Fightful Select Weekender, talking pretty much all non-WWE news and results, all that good stuff. We had Alex Pulaski there, of course, doing his Sour Rap show, which is just absolutely incredible. Best show on the internet, in my opinion. We also have, um, you know, we got Sean Ross Sapp, we got Jimmy Van, we got News anything you think of over there. It's the most direct way you can support Fightful. Once again, over there, Fightful Select. Before we get into the stack show, because there's so much to talk about, um, Alex, I know this is kind of a tough one for you, so go ahead and uh, let us know how you're feeling and kind of address everything uh, right off the bat here. Uh, uh, as everyone uh, knows, uh, a huge um, Milwaukee Bucks fan. Uh, they lost tonight. Uh, did it without uh, their top star, who everybody says is leaving. Uh, but he's not because he's loyal to a fault. He'll he'll stay un, until they kick him out. Uh, that's just the kind of guy he is. Um, and there's a lot of uh, slander that pops up on my timeline uh, about this. And I'm incredibly sensitive. Uh, so anybody who tweets me crap about uh, the Bucks gets immediately blocked with no apologies from me. Um, and if you want to send a super chat and tease me about the uh, the Bucks losing, uh, save your money because I will not be responding to any basketball-related questions on Super Chat. Let's keep it involved with the NXT because there was a lot to talk about tonight. And, um, and or, you know, you could send us a Super Chat and, and pay for it that way uh, with, with NXT analysis because I wasn't watching the game. I was watching uh, NXT and just checking up on the scores as – as our lead dwindled from 11 points at the end of the first quarter to a horrible soul crushing loss. Oh man. It's rough, rough one. But uh, thank you for joining us tonight, Alice. I do appreciate you, uh, the loyalty uh, to being a part uh, of this show. Absolutely. So, um, and like always, you know, thumbs ups uh, for the video help out uh, and subscribing to the channel. So always make sure to do that stuff as well. I'm going to get to some of the super chats before we jump into the show. Cause we got a few of those to address first. Um, JK Schwal03 says, 
is Kushida the biggest baby face in WWE now after beating <laughs> Dream? <laughs> um, Alex, as a fellow Bucks fan, I too am dead inside, but at least Rhea is cool again. Alex, go ahead and uh, answer that one for us. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, in my book, Kushida is the biggest baby face in the company after tonight. Uh, we'll we'll see where all of this goes. Uh, I, I I judging by their past with him, I, I don't think he's got a, a whole lot of great booking ahead of him. So we'll we'll see if there's this uh, represents a change in the way they treat him, or if this is just like, hey, he good, he got his he got his heat back by beating up. Um, Beating up, uh, or not get his heat back, but he got revenge on on um, Velveteen Dream, and then Velveteen Dream will uh, proceed to win the feud. Let, let's hope that is not the case. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely talk more about that as we go throughout the show. Thanks again, J.K. Schwal03 for that super chat. Got another one here from Dizzy C. Says, "Don't uh, you don't fight Rhea in a cage? That's how you die." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely talk about that being the main event. Tonight. Yes. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll definitely talk more about that. I mean, this is this goes back to the Princess Bride, right? Um, the most most obvious, well, you feel victim born of the classic blunders. The most obvious is never getting a land war in Asia, and then after the whole thing with Sicilians, when death is on the line, number three is never fight Rhea Ripley inside a goddamn steel cage. That's a terrible blunder. <laughs> Another super chat here from TD Stinger says. Theory, sorry, Theory clearly watched HBK versus Hogan before his match with Reed. <laughs> I, I mean, he was he was overselling. It wasn't as bad as HBK, but it was it was on the line where you could believe any of it. And I do wonder if he was rebelling a little bit and what he was being told he was going to do. Now that he's back in NXT, okay, here's here's your here's what we're gonna have you do. You're gonna you're gonna sell for, for the big man to, to make him look good. It's like, oh sure, I'll sell for the big man to make him look good. And I mean, like, this is a guy where they 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 we'll talk about it in the match, but uh Barrett, Wade Barrett brought up this guy's a classic narcissist, and I do believe that Austin Theory is a classic narcissist, and classic narcissists probably don't like being told you're gonna lose and make the other guy look great while doing it. So it's possible that that guy may have said, you know what, uh, screw this. Yeah, we'll definitely talk more about that match as we get to it. Because I know, I know what you're talking about with the, uh, the Hogan, or sorry, the, uh, the Hogan and uh, HBK stuff there for sure. Uh, another super chat from Dizzy C. Preferred the sequel championship match to the Iron Man. Felt it ran too long and was sluggish in parts while this one started at 10 and didn't let up. I think that's a pretty good point. What do you think, Alex? Like in comparison to the Iron Man match to this match, the Iron Man match was a was a was an interesting um, exercise in in uh, uh, frankly a kind of match I've never seen before, a, a, a fatal four way Iron Man match where there's no baby face to like be the underdog and like oh no the heel on intentionally got disqualified by hitting him with a chair. Uh, but now they restart thing, and then he pins him three times in a row. Now he's up three to one. However, will the babyface make it back and win four to three? I, I, that's most WWE Iron Man matches, and I'm, I, I, I don't like them. This is this was a cool way of of making sure that was not going to happen. I enjoyed it for what it was. This was an entirely different kind of thing. We'll talk about it starting out the night. Yes, absolutely. Um, a few more super chats. Thank y'all so much. We're gonna make sure to talk about all of these, so keep them rolling in. While while before we get to the uh, to the show here, we got Evan Wright with another super chat. It says, "Big fan of you and the fightful slight content you make." Um, thank you very much for both of us. Thank you very much for that. 
um, says really like that NXT took a nosedive. Oh, sorry, really feels like NXT took a nosedive after the opener. Hope Alex's watchers lost. Honestly, I thought it was a really good show from top to bottom. Ah, uh, well, I mean, there was there, there was a definitely a lull in between the the first half hour, which was like a crazy deal to start the night with that, which I appreciated because it did feel like um, anytime you see an Iron Man match that ends at a tie, they immediately, all right, sudden death overtime. That's usually how they end the pay-per-view, but you can't do that in a, in a scheduled on, you know, on television show. So this kind of felt, even though it was kind of, it was obviously not that because it happened a week later. um, It felt like this is like, okay, we have to know who the champion is. We're going to start that now. Yes. But doing that in that way, was it absolutely a choice to start off the night with a half hour of this great match determining a new champion? Um, and then there's going to be a lull in between that and the cage match we're all tuning in to watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we can, sorry, Weeping Milwaukee um, is the username there, says, why is Cole acting like a face when, <laughs> when Roddy and Fish, and it just stops there? I'm assuming are, are acting as heels. Um we can, we'll, we'll talk more about that we while we're getting these matches. Thank you very much, Weeping Milwaukee, for the super chat. Um, there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there, and we'll definitely address that. The Line Drive with the super chat says, I hope, Mer- I hope Mercedes Martinez isn't involved in retribution, but love that cage match. Rhea's gauntlet to I, Rhea's gauntlet to EO moves on. Next, Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, sorry. Yes, her. Yes, her path. Yep. yep I, I see what you're saying here. I totally agree. And I thought the main event was really good, which we're going to definitely dive deep on towards the end of the show. Um, and I agree with you as well. The line drive. I hope that Mercedes is not a part of Retribution because I do not have any faith in like what they're going to actually do with Retribution. And I think she's really, really talented. Yeah. Um, Evan Wright with another super chat says, "Stephen, I need your quick thoughts on John Silver. Um, I think he's hilarious. I." I was a fan of his on the indies. Uh, a lot of his work with Beyond Wrestling I liked, and I think he's hilarious on Being the Elite. Um, I understand there's both sides of that. People think it's corny, but I'm a fan of it personally. So, All right, caught up on all those. Let's just dive right on in to, yeah. uh, to NXT, man. So we had Adam Cole versus Finn Balor, like we were just mentioning. This kicked off the show, and I'm with you 100%. Like, the way that it felt like to me was we ended on kind of a cliffhanger last week. And we just jump right into where we left off. I thought it was smart. And it caught me off guard, though, because I was like, when Finn Balor was coming out, I was like, is he about to cut a promo or something? Like, hyping up the main event even more? And lo and behold, that was the first match right off the bat. Um, thought it was a really, really good match. And, of course, Finn Balor got the win here uh, with – oh, and I'll also throw this out. They called the reverse 1916, the inverted reverse 1916 this week. So, um I mean, I mentioned that last week, even though that's kind of a double negative. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. an inverted reverse 1916 is just a 1916. So right. that doesn't make any sense. Irregardless of that fact, I thought the match was pretty good. So, uh, but that's what we talked about last week, just my nitpicking the 1916. Uh, but the, the reverse name, not having a name. Yeah. But uh, the finish came with a top rope 1916. It was it was kind of like an impaler DDT type yeah. move off of the top rope, which I really liked. What were your thoughts on this match and your thoughts on Balor walking away with the championship? God, this was so good. I mean, it really was. A lot of people are saying this is Adam Cole's swan song in NXT. Um, and if it is, <sighs> I'm sorry to see him go. Like, I, I 
Like th- their their batting average with NXT guys on the main roster is not great. Like even though it looks like they're doing right by Keith, by Keith Lee right now, oh good, you got a seeing eye single. You're now one for eighteen in your last four games at the plate. Come on, let's <laughs> figure out what we're gonna do from here on out and and make real good plans with people. Um, uh, I I th- I thought that. All the storytelling in there was so great. It really did feel like Adam Cole and Finn Balor said, "Let's tear the house down," and and they and they did it with good storytelling with that with the knee thing that that Cole kept back and working on. Um, and uh, when he hit the the coup de gras, and and he hurt, tweaked his knee again, and he and he was hurt, and he couldn't crawl over and get the pinfall early enough, and Cole kicked out. And they made a big deal of that on commentary. Nobody kicks out of the coup de gras. That's insane. And then Cole kicks out of the last shot. Nobody kicks out of the last shot. So they, they there's a thing with NXT title matches where there's like 17 near falls before we get to the thing. Um, in this match, it felt important because that's a vacant NXT title up for grabs. It's not like, you know... One guy comes in as the champion and could just leave with his title if he wanted to and get counted out and st- he'll keep it. That is an NXT title up for grabs. Both guys are trying to become two-time NXT title holders. There's all this history between the two of them elsewhere before they even got to NXT. I I just, I, I really thought they earned, especially those two near falls, the kick out of the coup de gras and the kick out of the last shot. Um, I thought they earned those really well. Um, they, they told the story through and through, um, and what happens if, if you can't, if you, if your finisher doesn't work, you do a super finisher that, that John Cena has showed us how to do that on many occasions. The AA just not put them away, do a super AA, then roll through and do another AA. Oh my God. You know, so I, I listen, um, it, it, it all worked. It was, they, they didn't break any new ground with it, but all the beats hit just right. Some cool, interesting uh, reversals. The Panama Sunrise was basically reversed into what it looked like was going to be like a Death Valley driver, but Finn's knee gave out. Like all these little beats of the stories all worked really well together. The biggest thing for me is the post match. That was really, really interesting backstage because they never let us get a window into that. That really felt like that was uh, a documentary from two years from now about this, but they showed it to us tonight instead of two years from now. Like that little, like they always show those documentaries where guys who who just had a great, an amazing battle in the ring backstage, they hug it out and they're like, hey man, that was great. But they never show it to us in the moment because you're not supposed to. We're supposed to believe these guys hate each other. But the fact they showed it to us tonight, that's why I believe more likely than not, this is Adam Cole going up. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more on all that, dude. I I was, I love the match. I thought that the the post-match stuff was fantastic as well giving us that dive. I mean, you I couldn't have said it better myself as far as like, that was like, that was a moment right there. And I think it also is interesting. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more throughout the show that the undisputed era is really nowhere to be found when it comes to Adam Cole lately, which is interesting. Like for so long, for, for this whole reign, basically his whole run with NXT, um, those guys were really, really closely linked to him. And now they aren't. And he's kind of taken some L's but he's looking really great on his own as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of a lot of layers to this also. And I mean, what do you think though? I mean, if Adam Cole does go to the main roster, I mean, do, do you have any any hope in 
in, they know what they're doing there or uh no <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> they, they, they can't they can't get the right people on tv the guys that do get on tv it's like hit or miss mostly miss but they're creative um it, it, i i think the I was I won't say most likely. I think that the best possible spot for him to land uh is after night after Clash of Champions, Night of Champions, Nash of Champions, whatever they want to call it. I um after that, I feel like we're going to be um firmly in in a place where one of the three guys who believes they're the uh Intercontinental Champion is going to actually be the Intercontinental Champion. I hope that person is AJ Styles. So it'd be AJ versus Adam Cole as his first feud on the main roster. Adam versus AJ would kick so much ass. And again, there's that there's that little thing there. AJ tweeted out, too sweet, huh? Interesting. Like after they showed that. Because remember, he wasn't allowed to do that on the main roster a couple of times. They didn't want him to do that. But no, no, no. He's like, that's now, that's a thing you said. Let's show that to the audience. And so now it's a thing. AJ versus Adam Cole could be a lot of fun. Hell, you know, Adam Cole versus Sami Zayn could be a lot of fun too. Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy might be interesting, but to me, I, I think Jeff Hardy's best days are long behind him. So that picture, the Intercontinental title picture on SmackDown, I think would be really good. He he might be the the actual leader of Retribution. You never know. Like he's a, he's he's a good talker. He's a really good talker. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Um... Shauna Walensky with a super chat says, could the fact that Adam Cole came in alone be another indicator that he's getting called up? Which, yeah, 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 it really, it <laughs> certainly could. They're, they're, they're obviously keeping the other three guys away from him and him away from them. Like he wasn't anywhere to be found during the, the Killian Dane thing. And they weren't out there for his best match. Would you think that the, the Adam Cole we've always seen have big matches always has those three guys out there to run interference for him always so him having making a choice no they're not there they could have easily figured out a way of doing that they could have had william regal make a statement the rest of the undisputed era is banned from ringside if if they come out adam you automatically forfeit well then those guys aren't going to come out and he gets to have this match but they didn't say that so that it, it looks like adam cole made a decision you guys aren't coming out or they made a decision we're not going to come out and support you Whatever it is, it doesn't look like they're on the same page or, or at least connected anymore. But I do wish if they did, if they are splitting them apart, that they would have had something to precipitate that. Like like somebody, like a shoving match, something. Like this is the thing that, that I think AEW does so much better than NXT. They say, it, it's looking like we might be splitting you guys up. It's nothing's for sure yet, but we're going to plant those seeds over the next six months so that if we go through it, it's going to be a thing that we've been looking for the whole time. And if we don't go through it, it's going to look like a massive swerve and we're going to pay that off too. But NXT doesn't do that because they're basically run by the same people who do main roster stuff and they don't do long-term storytelling anymore. Well, and you never know when you're going to lose one of those people also to Raw SmackDown. So it's hard to get like ultra invested in some of these people probably as well. Um, JK Swallow through with another super chat says, I love Alex's confusion on pay-per-view names. So relatable. I'm with you. (laughs) That's hard. There's so many. This one. Come on. (laughs) Forever. Then it was Clash of Champions, but it used to be Clash of the Champions. I don't (laughs) know. Weeping Milwaukee with another super chat says, 
Next week, Cole debuts as Jinder's mouthpiece. Oh man, oh. don't don't say that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Thank you for the super chat. Mm. <laughs> um, moving on to the show, we had Robert Stone. Um, he was like looking at Shotzi Blackheart's um, tank, and yeah. this all resulted in Io Shirai and um, it was Io Shirai and Shotzi basically beating up Aaliyah in the ring. And I mean, the, the main point of all this, though, is at the end of all this, Shotzi's holding the NXT Women's Championship right there in front of Rhea, or sorry, right there in front of EO. And they're teasing EO versus Shotzi. Do you think this is a good direction for them to head in next? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I don't know who it, it, it certainly looks like they're eventually going to build to Rhea versus EO with Rhea at the height of her powers, not like, like recently demolished by that terrible booking at, 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 uh, the WrestleMania, because when, when, when Rhea faced EO, I mean, it was like, she, she had just lost the title and it was, it didn't, it didn't, nothing, nothing, it didn't feel right. This Rhea Ripley that we saw at the end of the night, that Rhea Ripley, absolutely. Especially after she goes through Gonzalez will be poised to be a realistic person to take the belt off of EO. Shotzi Blackheart currently is not a realistic person to take the belt out of, off of EO, unless they're like, hey, EO Shirai, come on up to Raw, team with Asuka. Like, who knows? Like, they're raiding all the top shelf of, of NXT right now. Like, for, if Cole does go up. Dijak went up. I mean, he wasn't top shelf, but he was just below the top shelf. Like basically top shelf. I mean, like to use my metaphors, all that's going to be left is like rot gut vodka, like from the bottom shelf, like, like the well drinks. So we're not going to get any of the top flight, no gray goose in, 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 uh, in, uh, in, 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 in NXT anymore. A little Kentucky gentleman. Shout out to yeah. Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, up next, we got the beginning of quite a few segments that we had with the Gargano family and Tegan Ox, which I will say this. So I'm, kind of historically harsh on Johnny Gargano. I think he's incredible in the ring, but he always come came off to me as like missing something uh, outside of the ring. I don't know if it was like the storylines with him, like costing himself so many big matches or kind of like the goofiness that he brought. I don't know exactly what it was. There was something that didn't click this Johnny Gargano in these segments. I actually really liked, I thought he was really funny being just like that over the top kind of dweeby guy, but like he's, he's going for that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Candice is doing great with this new persona as well. Tegan Knox is great as well. And and um we might as well just talk about all these kind of as one segment. Yeah. Um what did you think about this as kind of like a storytelling kind of arc between these three? I I I do enjoy Johnny Gargano as thinly veiled evil dad joke guy. Like like, <laughs> yeah. like hey, hey, I'm just kidding you. Hey, too slow. Ah, you know, like that guy. Like we you know, like, hey, something's a little off with you, dude. Like, no, it's not. I'm fine. Look at me. I'm smiling, right? Like, uh, like, okay. Um, and Tegan Knox, I thought did really. I think Candice did did fantastic in this. Like all the stuff where it was just her and Tegan. But after like Johnny Gargano, I was like, oh, this is awkward. I should just leave. I'm gonna go read the dog a bedtime story because that's what you're in that household. <laughs> right. um, but everything after that with 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 Candice, she was very natural. Like, like all of it was like, it felt just like it was, I mean, as acting goes among wrestlers, sometimes it's really hard for these people to just like be themselves because they're so used to being told 
It's yourself with the dial turned up all the way. Um, and some people turn that dial up all the way and then rip the knob off and they're never allowed to just go back and being themselves anymore because now they're, the, they're themselves plus 100. Well, if you dial back that back to your, just yourself, you can just have a conversation with your friend when you're trying to like have a thing. And I really, really, really thought that the Candace almost had it working when she was like, listen, as your big sister, somebody you've called your big sister in your past, have I ever stood you on before? And Tegan was stuck there. She was like, I know. Well, then why would this be any different? And Tegan had to sit there and go like, okay, you've got a point. And anytime you can have two people having an argument where nobody's shouting at each other and one person concedes that the other one has made a good point, that's good. That's a good dramatic scene because then you you allow everybody they should be able to move closer and closer to being in agreement before the whole thing shatters and people start throwing salad at each other. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, we also got uh, them throwing, what was the object into the television? It was like a, like a, it was like a, what, is he all, whatever it was. Yeah. It doesn't the matter. TV is the most important part. Right. The TV, because my mind just immediately goes to the office for those of you with the trophy that they, they throw through the, the, the TV. It's like all yeah. I can think about. Um, so they, they shatter the TV and this also goes along with, with another super chat that JK swallow three cents said, could Johnny's shirt have been any tighter on him? It looked like it was, it looked like it was, uh, like he was wet or something. It looked like the shirt was like sticking to him. It was so tight. Yes. So. <laughs> no, he's definitely, he's definitely rocking the medium shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, up next we got what I thought was pretty cool. It was this segment with Timothy Thatcher, uh, basically with like a, um, like a big, um, projector and like scouting Damian Priest along with this like academy of like catch wrestlers. Right? I thought it was I thought it was really cool. And we're gonna get Thatcher versus Damian Priest next week. What do you think about all this? This this was so great. He, this 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 is what I need from Timothy Thatcher at his apex under WWE umbrella. I need him to lead an all shooter faction where he just takes him to school every week and says, okay, Chad Gable, because your name's Chad Gable now, not Shorty G anymore. Chad Gable, this week you're facing X wrestler And you have him over the course of 90 seconds show Chad Gable, here's where he's vulnerable. And then later that night, Chad Gable has that match, uses all those things Tim, Tim Thatcher told him and beats him in three minutes because, because he has those things. Like make this guy into the guy who actually knows that fighting is um, a science, not an art, and that's that's the thing. So have his stable is is uh, is Chad Gable, is Drew Gulak, guys like that. Matt Riddle, if Matt Riddle ever turns heel, like that kind of a thing where these guys are just just former MMA guys who have who have all those tools and can make somebody tap because they just know how to work leverage on a joint. And that's it. Not not like, oh, I had to work on this thing for 15 minutes before I got you hurt enough. No, no, no. I put you in the single leg crab and you're done. Like that's all it is because that's what because these guys know how to do it. And because we know when you do this move, you leave yourself wide open for this counter. And they teach the, each other that. And Timothy Thatcher can be the leader of that because he's such so good at like breaking that down. I mean, I don't know if I'm sure he writes stuff for himself. I can't imagine some writer in the back. Okay, Timothy, this is what you're going to talk about, Damian Priest's you know, openings. No. 
uh, Timmy Thatcher knows all the openings. So I thought this was all really good. I, I, I would not listen. It would be really ridiculous for them to take the title off of Damian Priest so soon. But Timothy Thatcher, like, if that's the story, Timothy, like, Damian Priest, we haven't seen him do anything since he became the title, became the champion. If the story is he got complacent and all he's been doing is partying since he won, and in his first match title defense against Timothy Thatcher, he, he takes it easy, and Timothy Thatcher taps him out in five minutes, and the story becomes Damian Priest getting serious to get his title back, they never do that kind of story in NXT. They hardly ever do that story ever anywhere. But that's a really cool story where the guy just got too full of himself. He's been sitting in hot tubs with two beautiful women in bikinis for like a month. And now he gets in the ring and Timothy Thatcher says, no, 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 no. This is not going to work for you. That's a good storyline. Timothy Thatcher can, can be champion for, I don't know, a month, six weeks. And then he gets it back in the next takeover. I think that would be a really good storyline, but I don't think they got the balls to do it. I think that'd be a terrific story. I think that's a great idea because um, there's so many people kind of without direction that could fit in a stable like that. Like the guys you mentioned, there's even guys like uh, Birch and Lorkin and those kind of oh, guys. Yeah. I mean, like those, those would be good guys. Yeah. Um, and I, obviously they have like the kind of the tie in with cash point and Timothy Thatcher and all that stuff. Yep. And WWE, I believe since they have all the evolve rights would probably be able to use that as well. I don't know why they wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of great options there. I, I love all of them. And um, I'll just kind of lump this in at the same time. We we got an interview with Damian Priest later in the night. And he basically, basically to what, to your point, like he, he's talking about partying in a hot tub more than mm-hmm. he's talking about getting in there. It kind of reminds me a little bit. Remember when uh, Andrade, w- before he went on that run to become NXT champion, yeah. and like it yes. was before, like Zelina had to get him on track because he mm-hmm. was partying too much. Kind of something like that, I, I think would be really good. Um. Yeah, really, really good stuff. And another reminder to everybody, if you have any questions or there's anything that you want to chime in here with us, make sure to send a super chat. We'll make sure to address that for you. Uh, on the next match we had, I thought was really interesting. Uh, we had Velveteen Dream versus Ashante V. Adonis. Uh, I believe that was spelled T-H-E-E, if I remember correctly as well. Yes. Ashante V. Adonis. Um, this match, I assumed was just going to be a gigantic squash. I didn't think Adonis was going to get anything in. And he wound up getting a little bit of offense and looked really good. And for a second there, you were thinking, like, because he was even kind of, like, taunting him, like, hey, mm-hmm. I, I can do you better than you can do you. And I was like, oh, that's kind of – didn't expect that to happen. Um, and then we'll talk about the stuff after the match as well. But for this, for the match itself, what do you think about this with, you know, not surprising Velveteen Dream got the win here, but do you think it was a, a – bright moment there for Adonis and maybe he's got some stuff coming up uh, in the future with NXT. Well, that's the thing is that I didn't realize this because they didn't make a deal of it because they never do. Um, Adonis is Tahuti Miles. Oh my God. I didn't even, that didn't yeah, even. I, I didn't recognize it either because I, I, I mean, he wasn't wearing the, yeah, honestly, Tahuti Miles is calling card for me is the, is the overalls with one strap up and one strap down. And if he wasn't wearing that, then I don't know who that who that is because I don't I don't watch enough of his matches. But apparently, he's been rebranded as Ashante the Adonis, um, which is a, I think a better name than Tahuti Miles because there's there, there's no hootie in it because because it's <laughs> because honestly, if you ever have Tahuti Miles be the leader of a stable, it's got to be Tahuti and the Blowfish. That's the only possible <laughs> name you have for the stable. Uh, I think it's right there. It's too too easy of a joke. 
So now Ashanti the Adonis is better. Um, but uh, if it's that guy who we've seen several times on NXT before, who's doing all kinds of stuff on 205 Live, right, yeah. then he's not a scrub in his own mind. He's not some dude they brought in to do one match and job to, to Velveteen Dream. He, he's a guy who's like, you're not going to do this to me. Um, now we could talk again about the whole, like, I, 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 I kind of thought they were like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to say that we're not going to talk about it anymore. And the reason we're not going to talk about it anymore is because we're not going to have to because we're going to put them off a of TV for a while. And that wasn't the case. So welcome back, I guess, Velveteen Dream. We didn't miss you. Um, but um, him winning is the right call because of what they're doing. But also him having to cheat to do it is also the right call because the only way this guy can be on TV is if he is the worst chicken shit corner cutting heel that you got on your roster. That's the only way it's going to work. Too many people know what he's accused of. Too many people think you did a bullshit job of investigating it. Too many people are not going to buy it if you make this guy look good at all. He's got to look like the shittiest dude ever. And so that's the way you do it. If you insist on having him there, that's the way you do it. Also, it, it, it built to a fantastic post-match attack. Yes, yes. And um, Justin Lopez with a super chat pertaining to this whole segment and matches. I actually thought the name Tahuti Miles stood out. I, I, I'm i shocked that I didn't even put that together because, I mean, I watch 205 Live right. every week, and he, he looked way different. Like, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was like a totally different guy out there. Um, been good for him because he's definitely talented. He's just kind of been used – you know, he hasn't, he hasn't really gotten a push even within like 205 Live, but like he's been a part of the show fairly consistently. Yeah. Um, but uh, but as far as the, the post-match goes, yeah. So I, I knew immediately when this happened, he'd be very happy. So we had Kushida running out, beating down Velveteen and making it. So we're kind of at a point now where it's like, if they, because obviously there's a match is coming between these two in the future. And is this is this the moment, Alex, where like they finally go with Kushida, like and they're finally like, all right, we're we're pushing this guy like for real now. Um, I would hope. I mean, the whole point of this is that um, uh, Vivitin Dream turned heel on Kushida out of nowhere. They had no history against each other. Um, he was just like he was just pick somebody to take all his frustrations out on. So Kushida's like, well, I'm not going to let you get away with that because I am one of the greatest wrestlers to have ever lived. So he he dissects him. Like, that's the thing is that I've seen post-match beatdowns and attacks and revenge brawls or whatever. No, no, no. Um, I'm going to intentionally injure your shoulder joint, and then I'm going to put you in a cross arm breaker across the ring ropes. Um, it, it Like he said, I'm going to try and take your arm off using leverage. That's great. That's what Kushida should be doing. That's how Kushida should get revenge in beatdowns. I I thought this was great. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to Kushida continuing to do this every week for the next two months. I don't I don't I don't I don't want this to be a fifty fifty feud. I think that you got to make Kushida look good. There's there's at this point there's no reason that you signed him. Like why did you sign him? If you were going to do this with him, I understand he's had a couple of um, a, a, a couple of injuries, some time that he missed. But while he was healthy, you didn't do anything with him. 
So that doesn't, I mean, like if you were, if you had, if we were in the midst of a big push with Kushida and then he breaks his hand, he's got to go away. Okay, fine. But you weren't really doing, you were stopping and starting like, Hey, Kushida's here. Look at him. He's dressed like Marty McFly. And that was, that was it. Like he'd win a match and then you'd keep him off TV for three weeks. That's not a way to push Kushida. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And I, I hope that this is, this is a really good sign that, you know, if he beats, if he beats, beats Velveteen Dream clean in a big pro high profile match for NXT, yep. that's a really, really, really good sign for him. And uh, he's obviously, has, he obviously has the talent. So um, weeping Milwaukee says poor Dexter Loomis trusting in some kind of a jerk. I, I don't know if I follow. Well, no, there was the, the, that was the, the storyline they, they had brewing was Dexter Loomis versus Velveteen Dream because Dexter Loomis tried to be his friend and, and Velveteen oh, right. wouldn't didn't want to. Yes. And then that the stuff happened and we didn't see Velveteen Dream for a long time. And now Dexter Loomis is hurt, really hurt, kayfabe hurt. I don't know. Bring back Dexter Loomis. Like, I mean, I, I think be, like that, let Dexter Loomis brainwash Roderick Strong into being his friend. And then you have you have um Dexter and and uh, and Roderick versus uh, Red Dragon versus Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Keep all those guys busy while you're doing stuff. Did Loomis say goodbye to your credit card rewards? Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply hurt himself on that flip that they re-edited is that because i feel like i haven't seen him since around that time or am i off on that uh yeah i i don't i don't know yeah i can't remember but but, because he was he was a part of that nxt north american title thing and like in the tournament and like he advanced and then Yeah. yeah i don't i don't know exactly what happened there um the line drive with another super chat says i have to ask is this nxt's best cage match ever because usually the cage match in NXT usually ends with the face getting screwed by a run-in cliche. Do you think this was the best NXT cage match you've seen so far, Alex? I mean, uh, yes. I mean, the fight pit doesn't really count. <laughs> and like, like War it, Games that, is different, right? Like War yeah, Games is a different thing. Yeah, War Games is a different thing. I, I mean, the, the one that I really did love was EO versus Shayna, um, where... Uh, where Io was trying to get out the door, and Shayna got her around the throat for Kushida uh, for the uh, uh, to clutch, and Io smashed her head, Shayna's head in the door so hard that Shayna fell out of the cage, and that was just like, <laughs> but the, everything the, the spot was very creative, but everything leading up to that was also great. Um, this was a very good cage match, though. Like it, it's definitely in the top three or four, if not the top one ever. Yeah, I thought it was great as well. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Once again, uh, the line drive. 
Justin Lopez uh, confirming yes, Loomis sprain suffered a sprain on that flip. So yeah, it was it was that flip to the outside where they like reshot it. Um, it was like it was the ricochet flip. Like I, yeah. I mean, I don't know why why they even had to do that. So odd to do that spot with him. Like it's it's right. cool. Like it's you know awesome flex, bro. But uh, like that's not his character. Like it's, it, I guess that's the whole point, right? Like you wouldn't believe that a guy like that could do that. So let's have him do that. Oh, whoops. Oh, yeah. whoops. all of our plans with him are out the window now. Cause we overshot that. I mean, it's like, I'd be like being in a dance battle and like serving your, yourself so hard that you hurt yourself, you know, like, I, like, yeah, weird, weird flex. You, you nailed that. Yeah. Um, but no, obviously, I'm not happy that he's hurt. It was just, it was just, I didn't, ex- I didn't understand the whole point of that even being yeah, a part yeah, yeah. of, yeah. Um, moving on, we had the NXT Tag Team Champions Breezango. Uh, they were cutting a promo. I actually legitimately laughed out loud when uh, Fandango had the belt and he tried to put it on his shoulder and <laughs> threw it over his shoulder. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Success. <laughs> yeah, yes, success. Exactly. Um, I thought that was hilarious. And that also led to Imperium cutting a promo because they want to get those titles back. Um, I know you're a big fan of Breezango and, and we're really happy when uh, they won the championships. Uh, yeah. What do you think about all this going on right now with uh, them and Imperium uh, running it back? I mean, that's fine. Uh, I, I, I think that there's there, because there's so much also there with uh, Legado de Fantasma, I feel like this is a, a thing like Breezango are champs. Here they are winning a rematch versus the guys who used to be champs. Those guys can now, um, well, I don't know if they can actually go back. Is that travel thing still not a thought of thing, but they're, they're doing UK stuff. Maybe they can shoot things that they can like win matches, but they can shoot them in full sale and then broadcast it on, on UK programming. I don't know how, I don't know how that works. Um, I, I just love the idea of Walter being over there and like looking at Alexander Wolf and be like you guys left me with him as my only backup. <laughs> Seriously, I don't care if you guys got to swim back to the UK. Get over here now. Um, uh, but I, <laughs> um, I think this is a, this is a great opportunity for Brizango to, sh- to show they belong in this title defense, and then immediately lose the belts to Legado Fan- del Fantasma because they cheat. I think that's that, that's that's probably your storyline, and you could have the cruiserweight title and the tag, tag titles all together and, and really make that your kind of a, this other storyline that all kind of works together. I like all that. Uh, moving on, we had Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory. Um, I thought this match was solid for what it was. And and what I do really like about Bronson's offense, I talked about this last week. It's like a very realistic, like the guy just like jumps on you a bunch of times. And like, yeah. it totally makes sense. Like there were spots where he just went full on Rikishi and just dropped, you know, butt down right onto the guy. I mean, there was splashes from the from his feet. There were splashes from the ropes. I mean, uh, there was back sentons. There was there was all that stuff. And and the part of the story of the match was Austin Theory kind of trying to flex himself and trying to kept trying to put Bronson up for these big moves. And his body eventually completely gave out, and it led to his demise. Um, how do you feel about you know Bronson getting the win here over Austin Theory? And uh, what do you kind of think? is kind of next for Bronson because they, they really have him positioned as like, like definitely in like the upper card of the show. And he's, mm-hmm. I feel like he's still like in that North American title mix could potentially move up to the world title at some point soon. So I think there's a lot they can do with him still. 
Yeah, there's a, there is a lot. Um, I uh, I really like it. I love his new entrance Titan, like with the skyscrapers and like they call him the colossal Bronson Reed. I don't know how tall he is. He's not super tall, but I just love that they're giving into the fact that he's just a big dude. Um, and and I I don't I don't think he needs to, to win versus Austin Theory, but I think that he should have had a match versus some enhancement talent. With the enhancement talent tries to do a sunset flip, and he just sits on him, and that's the one, two, three. Because honestly, how are you kicking out of that? Right. All of his weight is over your shoulders. You have no leverage. That's it. The only way you kick out of that is if the guy lets you kick out of it. That's crazy. I, I thought it was really well done. I loved his little look to the side, like really, and then it just drops. That was good. Um, but yeah, I I, I love uh, the tsunami. I guess is what they're calling it. His his uh, his splash. Like his rest in peace to whoever takes that thing because that's just <laughs> that's that's broken ribs all day. Um, I I I think this was this was good. Uh, again, Austin Theory. It would not surprise me to hear from sources who are people in backstage are unhappy with Austin Theory because they told him to sell for the big guy and he went a little overboard. And it was like like there there's there's a level of. Here's how you sell to make it look good, and here's how to oversell to make it not look good. And he crossed the line several times. He didn't go way over the line like HBK versus Hogan, but he crossed the line. And it was it, it you know, that's the whole thing is that there's a ways of doing it where it's where you can honor the convention of here's a very strong man throwing me all over the ring, and not like here's a superhero, here's Superman throwing throwing somebody through several brick walls like that's there you got to figure out a way of, of balancing that and i don't know if it was intentional or if he just has never been asked to do something like that before because he's never been in that position before as this guy but it does read as somebody who's watching the show as this is a narcissist who doesn't like being told he's gonna lose and make the other guy look good while doing it yeah, um, the bionic, bionic elbow is especially um, over the top. Where he hits yep. it in the head and does a full-on front flip. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a great point you make though, Alex, about like never being in the spot before. Because for for those of you who may not know, I mean, Austin Theory's pretty much his whole career has been in Evolve, and yep. he has been positioned as the top guy of that company as like a wrestling prodigy since he, I mean, I remember seeing a, a documentary on him a while back when he was like 19 or something. And he was like the top guy in Evolve already. Like, yeah. um, so this is, it's going to be interesting going forward to see how that, how all that plays out. Um, moving on, we had Adam Cole being interviewed backstage. Uh, basically he cuts a very baby face promo uh, saying that, that Finn Balor was just the better man tonight. Um, he still has no backing from the Undisputed Era, like with him backstage or anything. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. We talked about him a bit earlier. Like this might have been his swan song, and he might be heading up to the main roster or quote unquote main roster soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, but did any of this surprise you at all? Or because I mean, I think it's I think he's it's clear that he's gradually turned babyface. Especially he kind of immediately had to with the Pat McAfee stuff. Right. Um, but now it looks like that's that's where they're really headed. And and this also leads into Roger Strong and versus Killian Dane, which I, I can kind of tie in as well here. Right. Yeah. Um is there any extra things, anything else you want to say about Adam Cole before you No, I, I I really thought this was great and this showed um a, a lot of um a lot of potential for him as a babyface 
because we've never seen that side of him. He's been a heel the entire time he's been in NXT, and that goes a long way back. That goes back to Drew McIntyre not losing the title, but winning the title. That goes a long way back. He's never been babyface. They've never even attempted a babyface run with him. But this promo was 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 really good without being like, oh, gee, shucks. Ah, well, gee, Finn Balor, you were so much better than me tonight. But oh, next time, next time I'll get you. No, no, he was he was uh, strong. He was he was respectful while still being confident. Like it was everything you want your a, a real top babyface to be. I do not know what that portends, but I did like the look of it because he's he's. If young you won't take away all of his edge and all of his swagger that he's got as a as a heel, if he like Adam Cole baby would is get like if you ever get that in front of a huge crowd when he's a baby face, that is going to be so so over. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Uh Dizzy C with another super chat says Tegan is such a bad friend. She'd still have both her friends if she just turned evil. Samoa Joe even said as much. Uh, being bad has no consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Well, this is the thing. Like how, how much do you value morality over friendship? Like, like my, I, my friend, my friends that, that, that are, that are bad, my two best friends in the world. Now they're bad guys, but I mean, I could still have my best friends and we could still do all fun, fun stuff together. If I was just willing to like, you know, bend the rules a little bit, maybe not as much as they do, but no, I've got to be all high and mighty. I'm Tegan Knox. I'm better than you. I have good morals. Yeah, sure. Sure you do. <laughs> uh, it was a uh, side note. It was nice seeing Cedric Alexander uh, turn last night. Uh, yeah. You know, kind, yeah. Of, kind of similar, right? Like he finally just gave into it. Right. And uh, and and they, the thing that, that made me insane is they had years of backstory between him and another guy on that roster that they won't put on TV. And instead of having him turn on Ricochet, who what? He had like four tag matches with, whatever. Like the whole storyline throughout all of, of 205 Live for a, like a damn year was Cedric versus Mustafa. Who's the better man? No one's going to turn heel, whatever. And if Mustafa had been in the position that Ricochet was in and they had done, done a callback to that in any of the promos... And then Cedric turned on Mustafa, how much richer that story would be. It boggles my mind how they can be so incompetent as to not get the stronger storyline payoff with that. But what are you going to do? Uh, moving on, we had Roderick Strong with Bobby Fish defeating Killian Dane. Um, interesting here because Bobby Fish comes out. There was no sign of Kyle O'Reilly on this show. Yeah. Um, now, I don't want to like speculate or anything like that but i know he does have some health stuff that he deals with and Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's one of those things where it's like you know what like when we don't need you we don't you know don't right you know what i mean so if that's the case that's great um but if not it's also still an interesting story because like if kyle o'reilly starts kind of distancing himself from undisputed era as well kind of do his own thing because i've said it for a long time um i really think there's a lot of potential in our roger strong and bobby fish trying a tag team out together um, yeah. they've, they've obviously teamed in the past, but I think that they should be, um, and even if they stayed with Kyle O'Reilly, uh, you know, if Adam Cole went and did his own thing and maybe Kyle was spotlighted as a singles guy and you had Roderick and Bobby as a tag team, I think that'd be cool. Or you can even have Bobby Fish, like, I don't know where he's at, like injury wise. I know he's a bit older than the rest of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd be a great manager for a guy like, uh, Roderick Strong, even if they just completely split and did their own thing. 
Um, so I think there's a lot of interest, a lot of interesting stuff going on here with like the lack of Adam Cole with these guys, the lack of Kyle Riley being a part of the show tonight, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then also you have Killian Dane. Uh, you know, he lost the match to Roderick Strong because of uh, interference and and that kind of stuff. Uh, before we talk about the the post match, what do you think about all that with like the absence of certain undisputed era members and Roderick Strong getting this win over Killian Dane? Um. Well, Killian Dane is one of those guys that just like it doesn't make any sense to me because that guy, that that war games they had where it was three on three on three or whatever it was where it was where it was um, him and Young and Alexander Wolf that that performance that he had in that match was otherworldly. Like, he was so good in that match, and you saw so much potential with him. And Big Demo, before he ever got to NXT as Killian Dane, was killing it on the British Indies. What a cool, like, whole, all of him was just so, what a great package, and you could do so much. And they brought Sanity up there, ruined Sanity, had to ship one guy back to, to England, eventually released another dude after they never used him. They sent Killian Dane back to NXT, and he won a few matches, lost a feud with Matt Riddle, like, they don't know what to do with this guy, but he's obviously so good. And it's got to be so frustrating to be him knowing like, I, I, I he, he got to think to himself, I mean, I can be in the Bronson reposition. I mean, I'm not as big as he is, but you could easily do the same type of stuff with me that you're doing with him or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that I think that killing it should be in that position either, but like, it's a weird deal to have him be in this spot where he's, you know, end up getting beaten by by a by a cheating two fourths of the undisputed era. Like he doesn't even get a chance to like actually get a three on one loss. He has to get a two on one loss. And then he's like, now the storyline isn't even that anymore because he's he's lost that. I, f- I feel like they're doing any more Roderick Strong and Killian Dane stuff. Now the storyline is um Dick, Dick Maverick wants to be Killian Dane's friend. Now, if they do it right, the way that we pitched it with the little dog and Spike the Bulldog from the old Warner Brothers cartoon, it could be hilarious and great. Right now, they're not doing it for comedy. They're doing it as like, oh, Drake Maverick wants to wants to shake your hand and, and, and Killian Dane murders him. And it's like, oh, no. Oh, gee, we so feel so bad for Drake Maverick. I'm like. I feel bad for him too. You should have just let him be fired. Like, why you, you brought him back for that? Like, you, you brought him back for that ridiculous thing. We're like, oh, he was a storyline. He's gonna come back and be the cruiserweight champion. Psych. No, he's not. He was never actually gonna be. I don't know why anybody thought he was going to. Now it's just just him like being beat up by people. Like, there's they're not. They're, what was the storyline that you actually brought him back for? Was the answer nothing? Was the answer we don't really actually have anything for you, but we would look really heartless if we actually released you. So we got this thing with the Cruiserweight title tournament. And then, like, <laughs> if you're going to use these guys in a storyline, at least use them to their full ability, as opposed to, like, will friendship win the day? It's not like a dramatic storyline I need to see told. Right, because it's like they're, they can only really go one of two ways, right? It's either they're going to team up or Killian just going to beat the hell out of them in some match. Right? I like, mean, like it's one of the two. If if Drake Maverick gets released and it doesn't get brought back, um, uh, he's out in the void somewhere. And then, I mean, do you honestly think he wouldn't be an impact right now? Oh, with for sure he would be. Oh, yeah. Like they, they just run all that stuff back again. 
it would be the greatest thing ever. Like he'd be absolutely used better as Rockstar Spud in Impact than he is as Drake Maverick, former general manager of 205 Live. Did they ever really explain why he's not that anymore? thing that they're doing now with nxt like it's ridiculous yeah that guy has had the weirdest trajectory ever like i was the manager of authors of pain until somebody (laughs) peed on my jacket (laughs) and it's it's weird too like frustrating i guess also because like i mean when i lived in nashville i lived in nashville for like 10 years until this most recent year and Rockstar Spud is like a main eventer in the Nashville Fairgrounds. Like whenever they do shows like that, and he's a guy who like the kids love. He gets over in every audience. He's great on the mic. Oh, His yeah. matches are solid. And it's one of these things where like you look at all this stuff he's been doing, and you're like, man, I've like I've seen him do. And obviously his, his career in, in Impact was was incredibly pro- <clears throat> incredibly promising as well. They did a lot of he was he was a part of a lot of high profile stuff there. Um, so yeah, I mean. We'll see where all that goes, but I, I think it's pretty clear that we're going to get a tag team between Killian Dane and Drake Maverick here soon. <clears throat> um, yeah. Well, that's pretty much everything up to the main event. So if there's any last minute super chats as we're talking about this main event, now's the time to send those over. We'll make sure you know to talk about anything you have to say about this match or anything else that you want to have us address before the end of the show. Uh, so once again, that's a super chat. Any amount, we'll get that for you. We had the main event, Steel, Cra- Steel Cage match. Rhea Ripley defeating Mercedes Martinez with Robert Stone. Um, there was a lot of great stuff, a lot of stuff off the top rope, like multiple things off the top, like where both of them were on the top rope and like took a big move. Um, the finish came when she hit the riptide um, from the second rope through a table onto Martinez. Um, I mean, there was a lot of really good stuff here. And Alex, I know this is a match you were especially looking forward to. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Did this deliver for you? And I know obviously we're all in agreement that Rhea deserves the win and, and to continue a push, but Mar- Mercedes Martinez is, is damn good as well. She's right there too. Well, Rhea Ripley um, had a promo earlier in the night where she was talking about, um, oh, yeah, you want to make your na- a name for yourself off of me. And I really wanted Mercedes Martinez to have a rebuttal. I don't, I, I, I might've missed it. I might, I was trying to catch up fast forwarding through commercials, but um, I might've missed it, but I really want to have a rebuttal. Like, what? I'm sorry, sweetheart. Make a name off of you? I've been doing this since you were three years old. I don't need to make a name off of you. I've done this all over the world. Like, I've, I've, hel- I've held gold in places you never even heard of before. Like, like that kind of a thing. Because the, the, the statement that Rhea made, I can understand why she would say, think that. But the best part about that statement is it has an excellent rebuttal that then can lead into the story why these two are, are up against each other. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought the match was really great. It's, it's a fight between two badass women, fight, like fighters, not divas or superstars or even wrestlers, fighters, two women fighters just trying to brutalize each other in the confines of a steel cage. It's, it was great. It was great. Uh, I, I like they they brought chairs into it early, all that stuff. They're like, no, no, this is, this is, this is. Although it's not happening uh, in the Thunderdome, and although neither of us are men, this is definitely two men enter, one man leaves. 
Yeah, a lot of good stuff there. Like you mentioned, they they had the kendo stick and chairs and tables in the ring before this thing even started. I really like the spot where Martinez was like wedged like half outside of the cage, like through the yeah. the beams in the middle. Thought that was clever. A lot of really good stuff there. Uh, Dizzy C says, "I know Rhea has two finishers already, but man, her big boot looks like it kills people." Oh, um, so good. Yeah, and and I think there's nothing wrong with uh, getting some wins with kind of secondary moves. I think it's a really smart thing. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that that it used to be that um, when you were in a position where you were getting close to being in a title match, maybe the match has already been made um, and you're, you're, the weeks leading up to it, um, they would keep the challenger away from the champion. Like they would just never occupy the same space because that would make you want to see them fight each other. Now it's like everyone, they all have, they have brawls. Like, like, hey, Rand, Randy Orton put Drew McIntyre in the hospital. Drew McIntyre put Randy Orton in the hospital. Oh, yeah, it's hospital battle, back and forth. Like, I mean, like. Eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah kick to the head for a kick to the head. Um, I, I think that it would be really cool to have Rhea Ripley, if you were leading up to an Io Shirai thing, have a match the week before. Uh, she goes up where she beats some girl in 35 seconds using the big boot and gets a finisher and then cuts his little mini promo about how she's going to beat Io Shirai instead of, oh, th- we're forcing Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley to be in a tag team together. Will they actually get along? The the takeovers this weekend, or will there be a brawl ahead of takeover? Like, like keep them apart and let them talk crap to each other from, from a ways away and make us want to see them fight. Yeah, and, and speaking on like the the her having two finishers and using a big boot and all that stuff, I think that the best thing you can do, one of the best things you can do as like a wrestler for for me as a fan is like a perfect example. So this is someone like AJ Styles who has like five finishing moves. Like you don't know which one's going to end the match. Like he could be in the middle of a match, hits a flying uh, a phenomenal forearm, could be over. Could get you in the calf crusher, could be over. Could hit you with a Styles clash, it could be over. Um, it could hit you with a springboard 450. It could be over. I mean, there's like so many different things there. I remember Jericho talking about, I think it was in his first book, how he did a match with Batista once where he said, you know, hit me with this clothesline and make it look like it's going to kill me. I'm going to lay there flat and, and like I'm actually out for real. And it got Batista's clothesline over. I was just like, you never know. If he hits you with a clothesline, that might be the end of the match. It's not his finisher, but I mean, same thing with Bronson Reed from earlier. He sits on you. It's not his mm-hmm. finisher, but that could end the match. Um, so I'm I'm all about that. Uh, Weeping Milwaukee with another super chat says Rhea is so dangerous. I would call her diarrhea. Uh, got me. Got us. Uh, got him. Um, thank that's you, a man. Johnny Gargano joke. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, thank you for the super chat, Weeping Milwaukee. Uh, Shano Walensky with another super chat says, even though Rhea got the much deserved win, Mercedes looked just as good in defeat. This match was so good. Yeah, I don't think Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez, like, her, her stock didn't drop at all in this one. Jeez, she was she was so badass. She only lost to a super, uh, uh, whatever it's called. What's what's her thing that she calls it? The Riptide. The Riptide, that thank you. Which, a super Riptide through a table off the top rope. That's the only way she lost. She was getting crazy stuff thrown at her, and she was kicking out of everything, and she was doing amazing like that spider German suplex off the top rope where she gets to like lay there upside down. Like there's a friggin' like giant tarantula who's going to kill you. I thought that was great. 
Mercedes Martinez looks so good in this. This was what I, I, I asked for to begin with. Mercedes Martinez is here. She needs a few with Rhea Ripley where Rhea Ripley comes out on top, but Rhea, but, but Mercedes Martinez looks great too. And they, they gave it to us. I thought it was going to last longer. This has got to be a blow-off match. It has to be. Don't let this not be the blow-off match. But um, but I thought it was going to last longer, but this is fine with me too. I do want to say this one thing. Um, I think Mercedes Martinez, the next order of business is to uh, murder uh, Robert Stone like just with her bare hands and then get as far away from his corpse as possible. Because I'm, that, that whole thing is just it's dragging her down entirely. They, they never gave us a reason why she ever signed with him. If, if it had been... I want you to get me a match with Rhea Ripley. I don't, if you don't, right. I'll kill you. And then Robert Stone has to get her a match with Rhea Ripley. And now that she got the match with Rhea Ripley, and she can say it was your fault getting involved, that, that was what turned the tide against me, then she re- gets rid of him, and she can be her own thing. She doesn't need Robert Stone to manage her. Like, that just, that's not going to work. DZC with another Super Chat says, also, never be in the air when Rhea has access to a steel chair. No. Nope. Don't do that. I'm with Don't you. do that. <laughs> um, well, Alex, you have any last thoughts on the show before we kind of wrap up here, man? No, I mean, I, I think that we're in an interesting place. I mean, I love that we're having two title matches. Plus, if you're going to do EO versus Shotzi, why isn't it a title match? If you, we assume that Shotzi's going to lose anyway, um, if Shotzi's going to win the non-title match, is it going to be by disqualification? Uh, by distraction, like I mean, every time I see one of those on the horizon, I always get like, nah. Mm. But the other two title matches, I'm very excited for. Like I said, Thatcher versus Priest has a lot of potential for really great storytelling if they want to do it. Um, and then Brizongo versus Imperium uh, with the roles reversed as champion versus challenger, I think that'll be great. We're in a good spot here. Um, intrigued to see where they go with with Finn as champion because they don't have. Anybody right now that's set as, as the challenger, which is unusual for them, and then it becomes like how long is is uh, carrying cross out before they decide to hot shot the title right back on him? Yeah, very interesting point. Not sure exactly what they do with Finn, although I do really like that he's the champion. He's like a completely different ver- he's like he's like the same exact guy with just just a lot like I don't even know the right how to put my finger on it. It's like he was a boy in NXT the first time. He's coming back as a man and like reclaiming that title again. Like he, he's yeah. got a bit of a darker kind of lick, look and feel to him. Um, he's had all the success that he had, you know, on Raw and SmackDown and the Universal Championship, even though it was just one day and all, but Intercontinental Champion, all that kind of stuff that he did. Um, I'm interested to see where, where he goes as champion. Um, and I really want to see. I want to see them, this is just me personally, I want to see them build Cameron Grimes up, up to a big match with him. I think that they would have a, a really good match. Yeah, um, we haven't seen a lot of Cameron Grimes. We haven't seen any of Cameron Grimes since the ladder match. Right, yeah. So, so I'm, yeah, so so there could be some good stuff around the corner. Got another super chat here, and we, we'll address every one of these before we get off here. So if there's any last minute super chats, now's the time. Uh, Jobber JTG six, sorry, 496, Mr. Ollie Davis, number one fan, TM. That is the longest, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but thank you for the super chat. It says first week as a fightful select backer. Loving both your podcasts. Can Ali be on NXT and face Balor? <laughs> I'll let you take that one because I know. Man, you've I have that. been I have been pitching for for Ali to come to NXT in for the well, first thing I'm going to do when I get off uh, off of here is I'm going to go and watch a match that he had 
with on main event versus Ricochet for no reason whatsoever. I uh, Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali has been a dream match of mine since Ricochet signed with the company and, and, and Mustafa Ali went on his run in 205 Live. And the fact that they finally did it with no fanfare at all on an episode of Main Event is like, it's not the top reason why I hate this company, but it's in it's in there. It's in there somewhere. The, the, the dirtiness they are doing to both Ricochet and Mustafa Ali, along with a whole host of other people. Like, either bring them NXT and, and let them actually work, or cut them and let them go someplace that will actually use them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. I'm I'm fearful that Ali is involved with retribution as well. Like there's so many people that like I'm just so afraid that when they take those masks off, I'm gonna be like, oh dude, it's at a point. This is the last thing I'll say before we wrap it up. It's at a point where I think the ninjas are cooler than retribution is. Like if I'm gonna compare the two, I'd rather be a ninja than a part of retribution at this point. <laughs> um another super chat. Dizzy C says <laughs> Grimes is the first. Which is Grimes, the first triple champion in NXT, NXT North American, and NXT tag with his partner, his hat, straight yeah, to the moon. Good. <laughs> good. Um, and thank you once again, Jobber uh, JTG, for uh, for the kind words about enjoying our podcast over there, Fightful Select. Thank you, thank you very um, much. For those of you who want to listen to those and listen and listen to other podcasts and get great inside news and uh, live basically live comments during shows uh, that's you know fightfulslight.com you can check that out it's the most direct way that you can that you can support fightful a ton of different podcasts news you got a lot of stuff from sean ross sat jimmy van obviously alex blasky sour Graps, my weekender podcast um a lot of really really good stuff there and i know a lot of y'all here in the chat are subscribed and we thank you so much for that and uh, for anyone new that might subscribe after this, we appreciate that. And I hope you enjoy the content over there. And I think it's it's absolutely worth the money. And, and for – because both of our shows are on the $5 tier, right? So it's like yeah. – I mean, for $5, you get so much stuff for 5 bucks. Um, so much stuff. And then there's the higher tiers, too, where you get even more. But, I mean, yeah. even for just 5 bucks, you get a whole lot of stuff. Um, another Super Chat. Thanks, guys. Uh, it says don't the, – the username is I don't hate the bucks – he is just too good. <laughs> um, says, can Velveteen Dream ever redeem himself? That's a tough one. Can he ever fully redeem himself? Do you? I, I don't know if fully is possible, but do you think he ever gets to a point where you don't think about that when you see him? No. No, no, only because they refuse to do an investigation. So, like, basically, you, you're, you're saying, you're saying um, we think he did it, um, because if we thought he didn't do it, we'd do an investigation to prove that. We think he did, and doing an investigation would prove that he did, and we don't want to do that because we want to make money off of him. So, I mean, in this situation, like, Dream, Dream's, uh, I mean, Dream's, uh, I don't know what you, what, what you want to call him as an adjective or a noun to describe what he did. WWE is worse because they keep this guy in, 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 in their employ and they don't even try to find out if the allegations are true. They didn't even attempt to find out if the allegations were true or not. If they had done a full investigation, they could come back. We talked to this person, this person, this person, this person. We, we, we corroborated all their stories. We found there were these inconsistencies which point to the fact, innocent until proven guilty. There's no way we can say without a shadow of a doubt that he didn't do it, but we cannot prove that he did. They didn't even do that. 
Like that's crazy to me. Like there's no way that 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 you could ever. It's hard to prove a negative, but basically, not even investigating it is is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's a that's a tough one. Uh, well, that's that's pretty much gonna do it, y'all. I think we're caught up on all the super chats. Uh, we went through the show here. Alex, is there anything else you want to throw out there, or you know, plug yeah. your stuff? All that. Uh, could- yes, uh, because again. We had to do it this way. So tomorrow I'm going to be doing uh, my uh, Sour Graps review uh, of Raw in, involving the first promo by Retrobution where they disguise people's voices and we still had, we still definitely know it's Donovan Dijak. There's, right. no, there's no possible way it's not him. You, you disguise his voice the tedious little bit and like, no, that's definitely him. Um, so, so there's that. Uh, there's Keith Lee versus Randy Orton, which is probably the third of 12 matches they're going to have until you never want to see that match again. And then Drew McIntyre, like the baby face that he is, tries to murder a man who tried to murder him before. So it's like, listen, this all turnabout's fair play, right? So, well, we'll talk about that tomorrow night. Yeah. And, uh, you on Twitter, Alex Sourgraps, right? Uh, at Alex Sourgraps on the Twitter. I am at fight talk underscore on the tweeter, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, y'all. Uh, it's been fun doing these recaps here with y'all the last couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, NXT is back to normal uh, next weekend, or sorry, next Wednesday, um, along with AEW Wednesday Night Wars back on. Uh, for my own kind of selfish reasons as a fan and as somebody who likes doing these shows, I hope that they make the permanent switch to Tuesdays NXT. I would, I would love that. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, it's, 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 I think it's better for, for wrestling fans and I think it's better for each individual company to do it on those things. The only way you're, you're doing it is to try and spite the other one and keep, keep their numbers low. So, you know, like it, while, while also sacrificing your own numbers, because NXT will, will, will do better on on Tuesdays, not opposite AEW and vice versa. But it's like you gotta you gotta either stick it to the to the guy who's always been there, or make sure the little guy can't come up. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I as a fan, I like having the option to watch either. Like I like watching this on Tuesdays. It takes away from Impact, but I can always catch Impact later on Twitch, or you know what I mean. Like I can catch I catch up on that. Um, so. But yeah, make sure next – well, there's going to be a show tomorrow for AEW right here at Fightful, and then next Wednesday should be back to normal with the Wednesday yeah. Night Wars. Alex is always on there. I pop in occasionally, so make sure to check that out. If you aren't already, make sure you're subscribed to this Fightful YouTube channel. Make sure to give the, th- the uh, video a thumbs up. And until next time, y'all take it easy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.